because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. respect. Making me practice today is a dirty, rotten jip. Why? Because today is Sunday, and Sunday is the day of rest. Okay. Um, I'll make a deal with you. On the day of rest, you practice sitting down. <laughs> Thanks. there was a way I could learn to play by magic. There isn't. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another amazing one-of-a-kind genre-defining off-key and pitchy mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. of the <laughs> We're getting to the point where I just uh, I'm, I'm, I've lost my mind. <laughs> You're making um, like guttural growls as you start. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like ah, we're like <laughs> seventy episodes almost. Sounds like we're like all physically melting as we're screaming out. <laughs> yeah. Just like as we get closer, it's just there it goes. Welcome, to that, uh, monster. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll put out two hours of just gurgling and noises. <laughs> Most episodes are almost that as it is. But anyway, true. Uh, we're the only podcast that dares to shun everything in existence, uh, except for a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frank of Science monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm still a monster hunter, and joining me at the monster-headed table, though <laughs> sectional of monsterism, uh, we have a coffee table in front of it, but it's not monster-headed. Mm, oh. It's just glass. Uh, is <laughs> the oh. one and only Sean DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, what's up, KG? Shun DMC, Monster Hunter Extraordinaire. How you doing? Doing well. And the other voice you're hearing is coming from underneath that glass uh, coffee mm. table. He's pressing his face against it, trying to be funny. And he's yep. not. I'm going to put oh. my drink down right on top of it. Uh, <laughs> hey. is the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Wow. Nobody respects my my comedic <laughs> chops over here. I'm, you know, it's the, uh-huh. the finest form of comedy, making goofy faces at people. Yeah. Uh, pressed against glass. I know. Yeah. Oh, everybody loves that. Well, I thought until, <laughs> until now. I, I've been doing this every day, and you guys are just now telling mm-hmm. me that you don't approve. Well, we put I up mean, with it for this long. It's time to let you know before you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I usually said I usually set the chip bowl right over you. So I mean, I figured you <laughs> understood. And I just thought that was a uh, unfortunate accident, but you know what? <laughs> for, uh, 90 straight episodes, however many episodes yeah. were. We got yeah. it feels like 90. We're too bad. This five. isn't a video podcast, you guys. Every episode, you'd see me just making goofy faces <laughs> when I'm not talking underneath that glass table. Too bad. Yep. But here we are for episode 700 of the Monster Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to, to like get it. underway with season two, episode 24. But before we can do that, how you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm nice, He's relaxed. Well. Today. All right, Derry. Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, nice. Yeah, uh, there's a weird. Th- okay, I wasn't. I don't know if I should even talk about this on the podcast or not. But look, I've been walking around. I was taking a walk today, and there uh-huh. was a unfortunate amount of used Q-tips laying around across the sidewalk. <laughs> across the what? 
sidewalk as I was going. Like, were they I don't yours? know where these were. I, I saw like maybe four, like on my path. I was like, that's too many. Like maybe that's one. And many, I go, yeah. that's weird. And how do you know they were whatever. used? They were like orangish. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm, have I mean, you ever used Q-tip before, Keith? You know what it's I, like. When it's well, I had, but I I didn't know exactly how. Like I don't know. I mean, my ears are usually pretty clean, so it's not like it's like <laughs> you don't get a lot of dark, like gooey stuff on there or something. Like be able to see, like it would just lay there. But I, yeah, either way, yeah. not yeah, not to get too gross on the podcast. Uh, but I saw a few. Well, of those it's today. about a grotesque family, so I think we're already yeah we're already okay with that. And I don't even think you're supposed to use those to clean your ears. So I don't no, know. You're who's not out there. To. Some sort of menace is out there just mm. cleaning out ears and chucking them to the side. Like not even garbage. their ears. They're oh, just... oh, they're just sneaking up behind somebody, yeah. sticking it in oh, there. The, the rogue cute tipper, mm-hmm. Jack the Jack the tipper. Uh, <laughs> he's been good. waiting to use that one for a long time. You saved that, yeah. He's yeah. been saving that. It, it was never about cute yeah. tips in the past. It was about you know going Cow to tipping. a restaurant, leaving you know twenty five percent. But now, yeah, everybody loved that guy. <laughs> Q-tips are not supposed to go into your ear canal. However, no. what? And they're not supposed to go on I'm the, like, the I'm, sidewalk. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at myself. Yeah, Keith enjoys his own company. Um, Does everybody <laughs> have a, a chip bowl? I can just put over mm, Keith's face. Yeah, just put mm-hmm. right over his face. But I, it, you, it, if if you don't stick Q-tips in your canal, then I don't know how you clean your ears out. I don't know. You just have to go to the doctor, I guess. I guess That's what I do. Like every three weeks. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, hey, doc, if my there's ears an issue. Are full. Help. Help. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got help. that out of the way. Yep. Now we need to get something else out of the way. Terry, recline, because Keith right. is going to saunter up to the bookshelf and grab that. Oh God. Ugh. Book is covered in earwax. Oh yeah. Somebody needs to get this thing in Keith. I don't care if it's not healthy. I, I think you need to get one for this thing. Earwax oozing out of its mini mini sphincters, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> dust and you said mini or mini or many, uh, many and many. There's oh. so many on there, and they're so very tiny. It's, it's almost like golf more. ball dimples, but each one's a sphincter. Ugh. Yeah, and there's like more each time I look at it. It's mm-hmm. disturbing. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it looks worse this week because last time I had asked the staff if somebody could just come down and do a quick dusting and everything like that so be yeah. ready and and they love that i i asked them about it again this week and I, I, something about curses <laughs> curses and mm. uh a whole bunch of stuff like that like they like sure. they wouldn't you know something about they want to get an exorcism done i have no idea I, I said fine i'll i'll clean it up myself a little bit but uh then i got uh you know i got sidetracked uh, watching football so it is extra dirty today I understand. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna quickly open it so I don't have to touch it very much. And well, uh, I haven't even introduced what we're doing yet. I just said. There's oh, that's a dirty right. Ass book. That's right. Oh, oh, I think people know what dirty ass book we're talking about. But hit no, me. No, what it. if this is the first time? Hold on, we gotta clear this up. And just if this is, if this is your first time, you're not sure what's going on. But get ready for the monsters online of the week. Yep, that clarified it for him. I yeah. think no really guttural noises. He's still yeah. he's still nailing that one with no guttural noises. It's great. Yeah, just and also, uh, you know what? I think that gets me in the rhythm too. I should. I don't even know why I didn't let you start off with the Derek. Yeah, you need that skibbity bop boo, yeah. 
You can't start the Monster Hunters Almanac mm-hmm. without a bunch of nonsense. That's, That's right, Daddy O. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. It's like an uh, injection of energy straight to my spine. It's <laughs> straight to your spine. Yep. It's a spine. I sit up straight when you do that. I get all like um, hyper aware. <laughs> yeah. It's the kick I need on a Sunday night. Nice. Well, that's the electrical shock Derek put in the uh, thing when you go to recline. You, you yes. Switch to recline. It just... pay, yeah, yeah. Just pay attention. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, it's much like when they jack into the matrix and that needle goes <clears throat> in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Imagine <clears throat> if he's like, I know random numerical facts. <laughs> That's a, there is, I know birthdays. <laughs> Show me. March 3rd, 1966, the Thursday, 62nd day of the year. It was the ninth Thursday of that year and also the first Thursday of March. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There are 174 days left until this becomes 58 years old. Wow. That is 21,011 days uh, from this time of recording. Uh, since that first was released. Now, since night and day always follow each other, there have been precisely 712 full moons since this first came out. And uh, look, if you want to uh, see cloudy skies that will obscure the next full moon so you can't actually see it, it'll be September 29th. Good luck. Nice. Is it a super moon? Who gives a shit? We won't see it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) A hunter's moon even? A blue moon? The Hunter's Moon's got to be coming up, right? Yeah, if it is, we got to celebrate. It's not September, it's October. I, I don't even know why I bother anymore. It's, it, I sat around and like I was excited all week for that <laughs> super moon. And then the like worst day of weather all week rolled in and couldn't see shit. I was at a concert that night, Keith, but I looked up in the sky and it was like clear as day. And I was like, I should take a picture of this for Keith. But I was like, hmm. I'm at a concert right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's focus on what I'm doing. So I didn't. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And also Saturday, cause... October 28th is the Hunter's Moon. Oh, All I'm right. so excited. Well, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. That that should be awfully close to the very end of this whole thing, right? <laughs> very getting close, yes. Yeah. The dark deed is finally done. Oh, we might have to wait and record on a Saturday. Oh, the <laughs> la- the last episode ever will be on a Hunter's Moon? It might have to be. All right. Uh, lots of things have happened, though, on March 3rd throughout history. In 1776, the American Revolutionary War, the first amphibious landing of the United States Marine Corps, uh, begins the Battle of Nassau. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. 1845, Florida becomes the 27th United States. Congratulations. March 4th, <laughs> March 4th, uh, March 4th, 1845, the first Florida man activities recorded. Huh? 1875. That's a Keith joke. Wait. The Florida, Florida became man? a state on March 3rd, the March 4th. Oh, Florida I man. get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get well, Actually. Okay. Take yeah. Should we edit that one out too? Nope. Oh. No, that's gold. Great. All right. Uh, <laughs> 1875. The first ever organized game of ice hockey is played in Montreal. Uh-huh. Nice. 10 years later, the American Telephone and Telegraph Company is incorporated in New York City. Unrelated, but it happened. Yep, yep. Uh, Nineteen twenty-three. Now, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. We talked about Newsweek uh, had first mm-hmm. uh, debuted. Now, in nineteen twenty-three, Time Magazine is published for the first time. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. Nineteen thirty-one. The U.S. adopts the Star Spangled Banner as its national anthem. Nineteen thirty-one. Yes. Really? I was very that shocked. Seems later that. than I expected. I yeah. didn't know that. Neither did I. 
I wonder, I would love to hear like the other like competitors for that. Like, were there other options to pick from, or was it mm. just like this is the one everybody knows? So let's just do this. I don't know. I mean, now as far as I'm concerned, the Marvin Gaye uh, version at the NBA All Star Game is should be the official one that everyone just plays a, a copy of, and never nobody ever actually has to sing it again. So, uh, twenty years later, Jackie. Brinston and Ike Turner, along with his band, record Rocket 88, which is often cited as the first rock and roll record ever recorded. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And in 2005, Steve Fawcett becomes the first person to fly an airplane around the world solo without refueling. I remember that. I don't. But... I, I mean, I wouldn't have remembered it if you didn't mention it, but oh, now that you gotcha. say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, how long did it take, if you know off the top of your head? Like, was it like days or was it just like, he just it was know, yeah happened to have a plane that had a, like a big enough gas tank that he could just do it. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the number one song in the land at this point in time is "The Ballad of the Green Berets" by uh, Sergeant Barry Sadler. <laughs> That's really the number one song in 1966. I've never heard of that. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. The Ballad of the Green Berets. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie called Madam X came out on this day. <gasps> Starred Madam Lana X, Turner. X X. <laughs> Uh, John Forth, John Forsythe, Ricardo Montalban, and Burgess Meredith. When her lover is killed, the wife of a wealthy man is convinced to fake her own death, which leads her into greater depths of depravity until fate reunites her with her long-lost son, who is unaware of her real identity. Mm-hmm. Lots of drama on this one. Lots mm-hmm. of drama. Yeah, I've never seen it, but that actually sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at yeah. a name like that, you got to know it's going to be extreme. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, a lot of people were uh, have been born on March 3rd throughout history. In 1847, Alexander Graham Bell. Okay, that's a in, pretty important one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In uh, 1882, Charles Ponzi. The schemer. Yeah, yeah the con man behind the, uh, the Ponzi scheme. Hmm. 1962 has Jackie Joyner Kersey and Herschel Walker, two great athletes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great politician. Not at all. Horrible politicians. In 1966, uh, Tone Loke. Mm, funky Cole Medina. Man, I, I watched Heat a few weeks ago, and I forgot that he was in that. And he sure it is. Just, it's just crazy that he's in that scene uh, with Al Pacino. Just nuts. That's, I mean, that's got to be the height of Tone Loke-ness at that point in time. She's got a great Medina. Yeah. <laughs> you got your funky Cole all the way up it. Mm. Uh, in eight, uh, 1982, Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. And then in 1990, uh, George Michael from Arrested Development. Oh, nice. Okay, so is that the fictional? Yes, that's the fictional one. Okay, yeah. so no other fictionals for the week? No, that's it. That's the only one. Oh. And, and of course, Bane from Batman's. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, now, you can celebrate any of those birthdays, celebrate birthdays of friends or family, or just the 58th anniversary of uh, this episode coming out. By uh, also celebrating Canadian Bacon Day. Uh huh. I like that. And if you're not shunning everything, you can watch Canadian Bacon with John Candy. Uh huh. Is that a movie? Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't think Keith has seen that movie, but Keith may check it out someday. (laughs) Okay. Because March 3rd is also talking the third person day. Oh, Oh, nice. I was like, what's happening Mm -hmm. here? Okay. Yep. All right. right. Uh, Terry approves. Derek. Oh, thank you, thank you. Derek does not. Oh uh, well, two out of three, we win. And also, March third is when the Iditarod kicks off. 
Oh my year. gosh, the dog sled race to end all dog <clears throat> sled races. Yeah, yeah. It is the long distance sled dog race where teams usually race through blizzards that cause whiteout conditions and sub zero temperatures. Wind chill that can reach negative 100 uh, Fahrenheit. This sounds absolutely uh, horrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's a ceremonial start in Anchorage, but then there's an official restart in Willow, which is the current since 2007. Is where, or in 2008, they moved it to Willow before it was uh, Wasilla. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so Dick Wilmarth won the first race in 1973. Uh, how okay. long do you think it took? Uh, it took him to do this. How long do they? How far do they go for? That's a good question. <laughs> so anywhere between uh, an hour and days. I don't know. Hold on a second. I eighteen hours. I mean, eighteen I, days. I mean, I I put I I paid attention to a whole bunch of other stuff except for that. I guess um, I don't really know. Like how far? Yeah, I, yeah that's a great we, question. Nine hundred and thirty-eight miles. Oh. <laughs> 18 hours. I'm, 18 I'm changing hours. my guess to Terry's. 18 hours. <laughs> yeah. All They're right, going uh, 90 miles an hour on a dog sled. Yeah. <laughs> Non-stop. <laughs> dogs are very powerful. Right. Yep. She's got like uh, 5,000 dogs. Like, that's how it works, right? The more dogs you have, <laughs> the faster you get. Yeah. Well, um, you get uh, 12 to 14 dogs, uh-huh. of which at least five must be on the tow line at the finish line. Okay. So some of them are like dying on the way there. Yes. Running away. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. One lady had to drop out because a moose killed a couple of her dogs. Oh. Stuff like that. Yeah. All wow. right. So, uh, yeah. So 938 miles. And Dick Wilmarth was the first person to win it 20 days, 49 oh. minutes, and 41 seconds. I was close with 18 days. I was. Yeah. So, um, that's crazy. So they have to like pack up like all the food and supplies, camping supplies, and whatnot. And, yep. They just have to rough it for 18 days, 20 days, and hope to make it because they'd probably they'd have a good odds of dying, it sounds like, doing this. Carl Huntington won in 1974 with the slowest time ever, 20 days, 15 hours, 2 minutes, and 7 seconds. He was led by Nugget. Now, <laughs> um, <clears throat> the closest finish between two mushers was 1978, Dick Mackey and Rick Swenson. Mackey's win was controversial because while the nose of his lead dog crossed the finish line, one second ahead of Swenson's lead dog, Swenson's body crossed the finish line first. Hmm. That is wow. Yeah, I would, I'd count the nose then, right? Like, I mean, whoever crossed it first, or does your whole, like, sled, that's one way to think of it, too, like, the whole sled has to cross it first, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, Rick Swenson, uh, you know, he kind of, uh, he gets the last laugh because he was the first musher to win four races, uh, winning his fourth in 1982. And then he became the first person to win five when he won another one in 1991. The only musher to win races in three different decades. Uh, there are one. Dick hmm? Midnight or whatever his name was. Well, we'll get to him. <laughs> one, two, three, Dick four, Midnight. five, six. Uh, there are six people who have won four or more, and only two people have won five times. Uh, the last person to win in 2021 was Dallas Seavey. He became the second person to win five times. Uh, Dallas won his first in 2012, eight years after his father, Mitch, won. So going back. And then in 2013, Mitch then won. And then Dallas won the next three in a row. And then Mitch won again in 2017 with the fastest winning time ever to to complete it with eight days, three hours, 40 minutes, and 13 seconds in 2017. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then four years later, his son again set the record at seven days, 14 hours, eight minutes, and 57 seconds. Dallas is also the youngest uh, to ever be in the race when he was 18 in 2005. So what do you get if you win? Just like a trophy? or uh, You get some cash Okay. Uh, and a truck. Oh, a truck. Okay. And yeah. lifetime immunity. You can just... It- Kill whoever you want. Do whoever you want. Yep. You've earned it. If you have to like be out there in the wilderness for 18 days, mooses yeah. are coming around and just like murdering your dogs. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mary Shields, first woman to complete the race in 1974. She finished 23rd. 85, Libby Riddles is the only musher to brave a blizzard and thus became the first woman, woman to win the race. And then from 86 to 88, Susan Butcher won three straight and she would win one more in 1990. She's the last woman to actually win the race as well. So I guess the ones who had like a good time, maybe it depends on the weather, like the record, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, it's probably it like, like the least most, amount of bad weather and stuff like that. It sounds like, yeah, most people want to wait when the blizzard happens. Maybe that's why it, it takes them so long. Is there's just like a million blizzards going on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Doug Swingley of Montana was the first non-Alaskan to win the race in 1995. In 1992, uh, Martin uh, Busser, a Swiss resident of Alaska since 1979, was the first foreigner to win the race. Norwegian Robert Sorley became the first non-resident of the United States to actually win in 2003. And then uh, the last comment on this is uh, the Mackey family. Lance Mackey won four straight in 2007. His father, Dick, had originally won in 1978, and his brother... Also won in 1983. Mm. So it's in the family, this this race. They're, they're all good at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, uh, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about this, Uh-oh. but in a past life, you were born Ooh. on this day. Uh, you were probably a male somewhere in uh, the territory of Greece in 775. Were you either a sailor or a shoemaker? Okay, that seemed both believable to me. 775? Yeah. When were shoes invented? That's a great That's the question. first thing I thought too. Uh, but I was like, yeah, it's not a lone gunman shoemaker. But I guess you, I guess sandals are footwear, yeah. right? So yeah, or just like little cloths around your feet. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they wore back then. Yeah. Bread yeah. bags. So, mm-hmm. Wonder bread bags. <laughs> well, yeah, they're mm-hmm. the most comfortable of all bread bags. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. When were shoes made? I don't know, but when when were wonder bread bags made? Sliced Probably, bread yeah. was easily mm-hmm. before seven seventy five. Yeah. Well, the bags cut, to like, put a, it in. I don't know. I just, cut a hole in the bread and stick Ooh. my foot in there like i bet that'd be pretty cool oh you could oh that would be a yeah. hole in bread like at, right after it got baked so it's nice and warm like on a cold day oh man that'd be nice man you're changing the industry right there terry all and right then you get uh, edible i mean you <laughs> no, i'm not it. eating it once my feet are in there ew, disgusting. <laughs> all right finally let's close this out life path number of one for this day People that are born with a life path number one, lifelong mission to exert their independence and step into their personal power. They carry a natural air of authority as a leader who likes to be the first to try something new. Strong desire for manifestation keeps them moving and grooving, actually improving. And uh, that uh, is it. Let me throw this dirty, dusty ass book back on the shelf. A hurdle over the glass table and land right in my seat, ready to uh, <laughs> wait. Derek's wait on Derek's. Uh, you know, uh, so dexterous, so dexterous, so dexterous, so nimble yeah. and fleet of foot. Keith mm-hmm. ballerina leaps over the coffee well, table. Well, <laughs> well, I was I was worried if I stepped on it, not so much that it would break, but it, it would, would flip, flip over. Yes, yeah, I know. 
That's an inside joke that two people get. Mm-hmm. Keith. Not me. Need... But, it was still, but it was still funny. So I need you. I knew you were going to say it. Keith, <laughs> I need you to recline because now we're going to descend through the previously unnamed. I don't know what I'm talking about now, but uh, tunnel of. <laughs> <laughs> I almost call it love. The oh. the tunnel down. It could be the tunnel of love. Gents, huddle up. We're going the down the tunnel of love. Uh, naming rights still TBD. Uh, Wait, are we naming the tunnel and the uh, Skumex Dome now? <laughs> the, yes, the tunnel, the, the tunnel of love is brought to you by Candy Corn. <laughs> oh, excellent! <laughs> Our first sponsor. Everyone's. Uh, please hold on for an ad break. Uh, feeling hungry? <laughs> Enjoy everyone's favorite. Halloween candy treat, candy corn. Mm, it looks sarcastic. like little corns and tastes like compressed sugar. Mm-hmm. Candy corn is great for every season. It Man, is. If you get fresh candy corn, it's good. Yeah, right off the ear, straight off the oven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. we're slowly defending. Type in promo code Monster Cats. Oh my gosh, I can't do it for Monster Hunters. we've made it down to the Skuma X Dome. Through the tunnel of love, naming rights still TBD. <laughs> brought to you by yeah. candy brought corn. To you by candy corn. I'll be oh. honest, the uh, the AI that gets us put into our skooma suits. I don't know if it needs to be in the tunnel of love, though. I don't. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, why I got the name tunnel of love. It was it was a little awkward uh, that time. Mm. Well, our skooma suits are now shaped like candy corn. So I don't know if you guys noticed that. It's colored like <laughs> yes, them too. Yes, I love it. And they smell <laughs> like candy corn too. Oh, that's good they're edible. I like that. Yeah. So Wait, they're edible. Yeah, well, anything's edible. Just like anything can be temporarily be a boat, anything can be edible <laughs> if you try hard enough. Mm, true. True. Yeah. Let's uh, saunter our way over to the boat because Captain Terry is going to take us an additional 2.75 miles out into international waters. And then from there, we will dive deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Scuba X. <laughs> All right, so this episode was directed I don't know by. Why you're all right. He's turned that way and made me laugh. Let's roll. All right. Well, this episode was. <laughs> hmm. This episode was. I'm trying. I'm trying out a few takes. If you want to just pick the best one. All I'll right. Leave them all in just for you. Hmm. All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, directed by Ezra Stone. This episode was. Um... Oh God. Is that enough? Is that where I can stop? Probably, but I will mention. Can we just oh. skip? We can we just skip his name next time? Like, just <laughs> this episode was directed. That's all we need to know. How many yeah. has he done now? Uh, that's a great Too question. Many? Um, he's getting close to the end of his run, but I still think he has maybe like four episodes left. Uh, There's only like six episodes left of the show. I know he has so many. Uh. Yeah, I, I wish I could tell you exactly how many without Googling it real quick. I'll Google you talk, Terry. I'll go ahead and just mention it. Look, he, he's directed the Million Monsters episodes, it seems like. He's a son of a chemist or something. Uh, of course, he has at least one adoring fan we know of in person named Tivis. And it, it seems that he's dedicated his entire life to directing the Monsters, at least at this point in his career. So, yeah, his that's all life. I have to say. Mm-hmm. This episode was written by Richard Bear which is someone we don't really talk about a lot, uh, at least not on the levels of Ezra Stone. He pops up here and there throughout the show, but sadly, this is his last Monsters credit, so we will not be seeing his name again. Um, so I figured we'd, we'd do a little recap on his career, see uh, what we thought about it overall. 
He only did five episodes. He wrote five. Uh, mm-hmm. First one being Eddie's nickname, mm-hmm. which, you know, kids at school call him Shorty because he's short. Mm-hmm. Takes a potion to grow taller, but it grows hair instead. He gets a big old beard. Yes. Uh, then he did John Doe Munster. Um, Herman gets head hit in the head with a falling safe, gets amnesia. And for some reason, the Munsters have to adopt him as their son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did uh-huh. uh, just another pretty face where Herman gets hit, in, hit with lightning. And in the head. Uh, he turns. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the head, actually. Yes. And he turns into a normal human being instead of a Frankenstein's monster. Yes. And perhaps most notably, he did the Fergosi Emerald, which uh, I would say is probably Monster Hunter's favorite. Yes. Uh, I've been working on the plaque to and uh, so we can induct him into the Hall of Fame. But anyways, it's the one with the cursed emerald. Gives everybody bad luck. Herman gets it stuck on him, so they need to find the last living survivor of the Fergosi family. Um, and of course he did that one. But, but those are all the ones he's done. So what what do you think? Was it a was he it worth it to have him on board <laughs> overall? One of the better ones. I mean, take it or leave it. He's got he's got one like solid, really solid hit on the resume. Yes, for sure. Maybe two. Uh, I mean, he maybe he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's second for sure. Yeah, the fact that he did for Ghost of the Emerald makes me like look like I'm like yeah, it was worth it because that episode yeah. was like that's probably peak monsters right there. Right, that was. One I, of the I will ones. forgive the others. Just yes, Ghost the Emerald. <laughs> I, I won't because I'm like petty. And if we want to go back um, to a previous question, 27 total episodes he directed. This oh. is his 21st. So he saw six to go. Wow. Yes. Episode 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, and 70. Oh, this so we're, episode... we're, we're stuck the whole way out then. This is episode 62. <laughs> it is? Oh, okay. So episodes 63 and 64, they're directed by somebody else. We don't know mystery people. But then the rest, Ezra's pound all the way through. No, I think it's Ezra Miller, actually. (laughs) Wait, no, not Ezra Miller. Emma Emma Stone. (laughs) Emma Stone. That's, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, But yeah, I I like Richard Burr stuff. Look, it was worth it. And I like Eddie's nickname. That was a good one. Yeah, that's his other one. That was okay. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, we, we've only got one guest star for this episode. John Carradine as Mr. Gateman. A oh, yeah, we have talked about before mm-hmm. um, in season one, episode 37, Herman's Rays. Is he related he also... to David Carradine? Yes, I do believe so. Probably, yeah. I, yeah. I believe. And I think he was he was one of the people who was considered for Herman as well. Oh, you know, I did think I, I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was right. an Almanac season, uh, mm-hmm. volume one. Mm, well uh i like it that they kept the continuity they didn't just replace him with somebody else i'm glad he came back even if it was only like just one episode uh that he re- returns on but uh we, we've talked about him last time about some horror movies that he'd been in uh the one that we really honed in on last time was silent night bloody night which is like a mm-hmm. horror mystery type thing mm-hmm. i did want to give a quick update i forgot to mention this but I did actually end up watching this over the holiday season <laughs> last year. Was it good? <laughs> no, no, it was really bad. It was super boring. Not much going on. There was some sort of mystery, but I didn't really care. Uh-huh. I don't really even remember the whole like premise of it. I pretty much zoned out watching it because it was really bad. Uh, but I figured I'd just mention that since I forgot to do it back like 
I don't know, almost a year ago. So sure. Yeah. So I throw that out there. Of course, he's been in other like monsters esque movies, horror things. There's one called The Mummy and the Curse of the Jackals. Oh, I like is, that name. Yeah, it sounds cool, but um, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's about a mummy that's awakened by archaeologists, which you know, of course, makes sense. Uh, but the, I think the mummy get, is hunted down by like a strange jackal man or something. Oh. Um, like the curse of the jackal is after the mummy, from what I understand. So I don't know. They like end up fighting or something, maybe. Uh, I there's not really a trailer on YouTube. There's the full movie if anyone's interested. Um, and there's also like a 30 second clip on YouTube. But like the jackal man kind of looks like Lester from the Munsters a little bit. It looks mm. really bad. Um, it all takes place in Las Vegas. The the 30 second clip. <laughs> uh... <laughs> what? Hold on. The mummy and the jackal man are in Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah. The... Way to, way to bury reason. the lead there yeah uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man. that should be in the title yeah the mummy and the curse of the jackals in vegas yeah. <laughs> yeah the mummy and the jackals go to vegas that's the what's yep yep what goes on in vegas stays in vegas and that includes mummies and curses and jackalman and jackalman yeah uh <laughs> so that, yeah the, the 30 second clip is a uh it's where it shows a, a showgirl. She's doing a performance, and a mummy waddles out from behind the curtain, strangles her. What? He gets shot on stage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know how he snuck backstage to get to the curtain. <laughs> he tries to strangle her. I think he succeeds. He gets shot several times. Um, By he, who? So, someone from the crowd. I don't know. <laughs> a hero with a gun. Yeah, the lone gunman strikes again. Um, and then insane. He, he waddles off the stage after that. Um, after being shot, most yeah. things don't waddle. So I guess I that would like uh, strike fear into the hearts of men, I think. Oh, I mean, it's horrifying. Just imagine something that can just walk on stage, strangle the performer, and get away with it. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, pretty horrific. Um, didn't look good. Apparently, it's like a lost film or something. Uh, it's, well, it can't be lost because it's on YouTube, but like, it's not great quality, I think. It needs the point. to be like, lost. <laughs> nobody has like the like original prints of this thing so it just looks like really bad um quality wise and in terms of just overall quality of story and whatnot but i bet it is better than silent night bloody night so maybe this holiday season i know what i'll be watching not me and the crystal jackals in vegas <laughs> on that note you know uh think about the holiday season is getting me uh, excited to go uh, start playing in my festivities so we should head up with a jolly merriment you know but not too jolly we don't want to go too fast uh, we'll go with a uh, acceptable merriment speed i would say now terry did you say an acceptable merriment speed i did say that yeah, yeah. oh because right when you were finishing up i uh gave a little tap on my nose and twitched it and I just shot straight up the, the chimney out of the skumax. Oh it's like right to the flu. Uh, okay. Landed in my uh my sleigh that I had on top as being pulled by uh, a series of aquatic reindeer. Dolphins? Oh. Dolphins. That's that's what I call it. That's like reindeer <laughs> of the sea. Um <laughs> 
eight dolphins. One had a very bright nose at the beginning, mm-hmm. and we rode fast as fuck up here. <laughs> with, with way too much merriment. Way too much. I was ho 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 in the entire way, and I made it to the top. I'm up here in the Skuma X Dome once again, uh, setting the table, preparing some plates for mm. uh, another edition of uh, a Prime Rib. <laughs> wow. Do we need a stinger for that? Prime Rib Stinger. This prize week's Prime Rib is brought to you by the reindeer of the sea. It is. Oh. <laughs> uh I, well you know we have to make money here at this at the uh the the compound island what, what do we call yeah. the monster hunters compound island and i had the tuna nets out there and i just caught too many dolphins so i'm sorry so, oh, so that's how we make our money here is we uh slaughter dolphins no hmm. we we know we can tuna <laughs> oh i can't okay. help it that occasionally okay. a dolphin gets in the net i don't want that to happen but when oh. it does, so we let him go. When mostly, happens. but this dolphin, I needed, I w- had not made it to the store yet, um, and we need a prime rib. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so it's an emergency. We'll we'll go ahead and just. <laughs> this prime rib is pure dolphin meat. <sighs> the delicacy I hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't think it's legal I mean, to do, but we're our own country. Now, I mean, true. at least you didn't, you didn't just. You know, slaughter for nothing. It, you're no, using it. you're using no. it correctly. Using I mean, every we, bit it asked me to do it. Yeah, I mean, from, <laughs> oh, from the God, from the rooter to the tutor, we're we're taking care of this dolphin. Yeah, well, I, and I was like, dolphin, I need to let you go. And it said to me in dolphin speak, and which I can understand. Yeah. Dolphin use. And it's like, oh, if you insist, and then we slaughtered that. Well, as long as it consented <laughs> to that, I guess that's yeah. I I I. Just with that statement, there have everybody that was late, dangling to this podcast to see how it ends just said nope. <laughs> 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 We're going down to three downloads, the three of us, and maybe oh, not yeah. even Terry. So two downloads. <laughs> I heard yep, disgust in your voice as I mentioned slaughtering dolphins for prime rib. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get like the the what do you call that like. The PETA? PETA coming down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be yeah, stopping us from because, diving deep again. Well, and, you know, yeah. everything we say is factual, 100%. Well, I mean, yeah. we wouldn't lie to our listeners. Why so. would we? What What do nope. we have to gain by lying about submersing ourselves down to the gates of hell and <laughs> yeah. saying hello to Satan and doing all our shenanigans down there? Our shenanigans down there, which makes sense. Yeah. And then, I mean, me, yeah finding a way to launch myself anyway i'm up here perfectly cooked you wouldn't even know it's dolphin meat if i didn't tell you <laughs> and what reasons we have to lie right and what the reason do we have to exactly hey, I mean, the game if if people want to go back and listen to other episodes i mean i've proven that i have uh elf cards and i have novelizations of indiana oh, God, jones stuff true. so it's not like we're that, lying about stuff these are legit real things that, and that's the hardest to believe now i'm gonna have to post a picture of the dolphin skin that's stuffed in the <laughs> trash can out back <laughs> Well, no, we're, no, we're I, gonna, think, I think as a rug, I think right? people should understand <laughs> that we've proven ourselves time and time again that we're. Oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna start wearing that dolphin skin as a, a cloak. You know, have like the dolphin head <laughs> sticking over my yeah. face. Terry's mm, okay. a, a shaman here, and that's mm-hmm. his. Oh gosh, the dolphins will think I'm one of them if I. I'll put it like a zipper on it and zip it up, and then oh. just go swimming. <laughs> it's like it's like the Navi. Oh, 
<laughs> exactly like that. Yeah. Oh boy, we gotta get off this topic because we can talk about slaughter <laughs> dolphins all day. There's right. so much to discuss. <laughs> we got we gotta do this, guys. We gotta get through it. Uh, it's like ripping off. We gotta rip this bandaid off. The, the you're right. The season we'd two. Rather, yeah, we're we'd just talk about mm-hmm. dolphin murder than talk about the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. dawdling we're stalling the inevitable yes we would much rather talk about killing and eating dolphins um then <laughs> this episode of the monsters season two episode 24 the musician <laughs> what a that title is like so like not no effort got went no that effort title. Nope. i I want to call it Eddie and the Tudor, or Eddie and the Trumpet, or mm, yeah. Eddie and his Eddie brass Van Munster. Tutor. Eddie gets horny. Eddie gets uh, horny. Keith taking it. That's, see, that's ridiculous. I'd rather talk about dolphin killing and consuming than about a boy in his horniness. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Keith, season two, episode twenty-four. Eddie gets horny. <laughs> Can you imagine? God. This uh, bitch came out March 3rd, 1966. And when I sat crisscross applesauce on another planet, teleported myself to this planet, and then sat crisscross applesauce <laughs> on the kitchen table and then transported myself back in time, I said, Holy shit, guys, you can't call it Eddie Gets Horny. This is 1966. No, said, you can't Fine. call it Eddie Gets Horny because of the trumpet, goddammit. Fine, the musician. That's what they said. It says Grandpa concocts a potion to provide instant talent for Eddie when Herman forces him to take up the trumpet. And at that moment, I untantric meditated myself and came back to the current time. I said, fuck this. 7.1 <laughs> on IMDb, this son bitch gets. And yeah, it, true. Is this it, like, is that one of the lowest? It is one of the lowest. The IMDb does not have the lowly rated feature, just the highly rated. Oh, I'd love that. Worst. <laughs> yeah. Trash. It's got like a little trash bin next to it. No. <laughs> a little sad face next to it. Skeletonized yeah. fish or, or dolphin. Who knows? Or dolphin, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Rotten banana peel. It releases like a that that sad like trombone noise. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> yeah. It just intrusively plays the moment you see it on screen. Just, <laughs> oh, can't find the volume. Herman and Grandpa start this one off by arguing over whether Eddie should play a musical instrument. I say yes. I say no. Lily is weaving a spider web on a loom. That was weird. That was yes. really weird. Herman is pro Eddie learning an instrument because he thinks all kids should. Grandpa is against forcing kids to do some stuff they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Lily abstains. Uh, and then Herman says, I'm up two to one. Uh, and which Grandpa's like, oh, nah, 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 nah. Uh, well, Mr. Gateman, it's Mr. Gateman's idea. And uh, Herman sticks out his tongue. Grandpa shoots flames from his hand. Uh, Lily's like, yeah, something about Herman doing whatever Mr. Gateman says. Whatever. Great. Eddie comes in the door from school. He's sad. He's got a musical instrument case. He comes plop, comes in, plops down the case, sits on the table. And Herman's like, is that what I think it is? And he opens up. It's a trumpet. Was it yeah. assigned to you or did you ask for it? He wanted the triangle. It was assigned. I, I like that. He wanted mm. to be a percussionist. Uh, just a quick note. Uh, <laughs> 7.1 is the lowest rating. It looks like there's about six episodes. 
six episodes this year, 7.1. Have we, I'm assuming we've watched some of the other ones. Uh, we've watched uh, pretty much all uh, from this season Herman's Child Psychology. Terrible. Mm, Bronco Bust and Monster. Terrible. Kind of like that one. Um, <laughs> I think we got one more still to come this no, season. God. But uh, <laughs> then last season, there was uh, there was a handful. It's the uh, Knock Wood, Here Comes Charlie. <laughs> Terrible. Which I think that just gets to 7.1 because that na- the title name alone. Uh-huh. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, Grandpa Leaves Home. That's definitely a 7.1. Oh, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a 7.1. And it starts off rousing. There's a trumpet. Yes. Uh, Eddie's going to play it. He doesn't want to, but he's going to. Now, Herman is very excited. He wants Eddie to play something right now. You've had this trumpet <laughs> for a whole four hours. Play something right. for us. God, he is. Yeah. He And he also makes some comment about his his boy was, or his son was the only boy to make the band. Yes. Or, which yeah. tryouts? I mean, I assume yeah. you tried out for Triangle then, like like when they gave him trumpet instead. That's I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. How bad was he at Triangle? That they were like, he was no, so great at Triangle, like you can do trumpet. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the skills are very transferable. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like shit. You've had this thing for less than a day. Let's hear what you got. And Eddie pulls <laughs> it out and does a pretty decent job of playing a scale. He's uh-huh. actually really good. Fine for just starting, yeah. Like, yes, that's really good. Like the truck, those instruments, like the brass ones, are hard. Like you, it takes a lot of effort. To, like the his notes are very powerful. Like they're like strong. You know, yeah. even if they're not like in tune, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, because the trumpet's like a lot of breath control, right? And you're not supposed mm-hmm. to puff your cheeks and all that stuff, man. It's yeah, like... you got like just like the lip. What they call mm-hmm. us? What's the word? Uh, the way like your lips are on there and need to be very specific to get mm-hmm. like a, the tone. I tried to play like because I, I was a woodwind guy and I, I tried to play one of my friends like brass things like dear God like how do you do this? <laughs> it's tough. It's really tough. I used to work with a guy that played trumpet in some sort of like marching band or something like that, like all the way through like college into his adulthood. Mm. I was like, oh, he trumpet, still played really? it after college. Yeah, nice. Um, but anyway, yeah, he just got this trumpet today and he was pretty okay at it. Mm-hmm. However. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the room is like, fuck, he's not a pro. God right. damn it. They're like so supportive. Like, <laughs> wow, Eddie, like, you suck, dude. Except <laughs> books up for Herman. He encouraged yeah. Eddie and says, like, yep. it's just the beginning. And Grandpa's like, that's what I'm afraid of. Oh, that's that yeah. fucking Come asshole. On, this kid, these pricks have never done anything in their lives, and they're upset mm. that their son didn't instantly become good at playing a very difficult to play instrument. The banger. They should have redone it this time and had like a trumpety. Oh, like they banger. should have. Yeah, they that's should've. definitely something like um like a now modern day show would do. They would yeah, they would just trumpets like all that. over the place. Just a full trumpet orchestra, all trumpets instead of mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe we we should commission somebody a a group of trumpeteers to yes the monsters theme song. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I we could do that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Anyway. We get the banger, Sans Trumpet. Come back. It's dinner time, and Marilyn's pouring Herman some tea, and we get a quick recap about the trumpet. Uh, Mr. Gaming wants to know how Eddie likes his trumpet after two weeks. Okay, we time has passed. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loves it, Herman says. Right, Eddie? And Eddie doesn't <laughs> respond. Eddie asks to be excused even before dessert's finished because Captain Blood's going to be on TV. <laughs> I was like, I want to watch Captain Blood. I do, too. That sounds awesome. I'm watching this, and I'd much rather watch Captain Blood. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, we can just like go with Eddie and watch that. Yeah. For the rest of the episode. That'd Would that be great? You know, I complain, complain by dislike TV shows and TV shows. If this yep. episode decided to show us just Captain Blood for the rest of the time, I've been down. With yeah. It. Like, what is Is that like a cartoon or is that like some sort of like R rated like movie you think? Like, what is Captain Blood? I don't know. The it's, vampire? What, it's, it's what replaced Zombo after Eddie got kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Blood's the new yep. Zombo. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes sense. He's just reading poetry online or whatever he does. <laughs> yeah. I'm Captain Blood. <laughs> yeah. I I do like that idea though. Like it, it's like a weird, like a backdoor pilot for Captain Blood. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he walks in the next room and it just goes right to the TV. Like just Captain uh, Blood for the whole time. Turns it on and the rest of the whole episode is Captain mysterious Blood? Captain Blood. Captain Blood. And he tries to leave. Herman grabs and pulls him back in. Did you finish your homework? Yep. Starts to walk away. Herman pulls him back. Practice your trumpet. No, but I'll practice during commercials. Nope, you'll do it now. Limber up them lips or something like that. Eddie leaves and mumbles something. Herman pulls him back. Don't mumble behind my back unless it's to my face. Great. Eddie leaves. He seems kind of mean in this. I don't like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Herman's trying to be encouraging, but a little bit too much. He should be like, yeah, I I like that he wants Eddie to do that. Like, I think. He he was doing it in a better way of earlier when he was like, you know, there's a little clunkers here and there, but mm-hmm. yeah, he should. He, this just doesn't seem like Herman, you know. I think he'd be a little nicer about it. Yeah, Lily's worried that Herman's pushing Eddie too hard, and Marilyn throws in the fact that he might not have any talent at the trumpet. The motherfucking kid's been playing for two, <laughs> two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. It takes time, you know. You yes. can't just learn like instrument, multiple instruments at a, you know, in a quick span. It takes years to master one, like let alone, you know, many. I'm impressed he's reading music that fast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, like like I said, his tone is very strong. Like yeah. I mean all that's left is yeah, getting that thing in tune and he'll he's like golden. Like he's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's a school thing too. So I like I don't know, has he any performances? Do we have anything to like go off of of whether or not he has talent or not? Or is he just playing around the house? It's only been two weeks. Who knows? Because also, like, so my son is in, uh, he joined the uh, the school chorus. Mm-hmm. And the other day I tried to get him to sing for a bit, and he just, like, says, singing, huh, 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 like, kind of mumbles through stuff and all. And I'm like, you're just singing in front of, like, me and your mom. <laughs> like, what, what are you, like, shy about here? Like, it's just us sitting here. Like, let it all out. So, I mean, maybe Eddie's, like, He's a little shy, and so he's not putting all, all his effort into it. Maybe he is playing very good when he's at school. He might be. That's true. Yeah. That's true. When you have, like, the full, like, band around you, you know, like, lots of people, it's a lot. Yeah. At least for yeah. me, I felt, like, way better about it, you know? It's like, I'm not, like, the only one up there doing something. I'll yeah, be- apparently, I'm, there's apparently, like, a chorus thing at the school this week, and he's actually going to be part of the performance. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying it's only been two weeks. And for yeah. two weeks, he's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. wow, you might be a natural at the trumpet. Yes. I, you know what would be a good twist if Herman was also trying to learn the trumpet, like with him or something? That would be fun. And was just fun. terrible. Yes, and was Eddie it? was like better than him. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be good because he wants to impress Mr. Gateman too. Yeah. yeah. So Eddie goes in the room and he's practicing the trumpet. Family's still at the table. They're all cringing at the notes. Herman says, what do you mean no talent? By George, I think he's got it. Slams his hand on the table. Bowl of fruit launches into the ceiling. Fade to Herman reading the paper and talking oh, to Eddie. Uh, r- real quick, I almost forgot about this before we move on to the next scene. 
Uh, Eddie doesn't want, he's full and he doesn't want dessert, but grandpa offers him like an avocado pit. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't even remember avocados. I'm sure they were, but I don't remember them being around like prevalent when (laughs) I mean, I was a kid. Yeah. But like when I was a kid, I mean, I don't remember like going to the store and being like, Oh, look, avocados like that. I, I guess it's California. So they're probably everywhere, but like, Grandpa does like cut the first one open and just he throws the pit in his mouth and starts crunching it like it's a, yeah, you know, like it's a, a peanut or something like that. But I'm like, I looked at him like, wait a minute, is he cutting up an avocado? Like it actually stuck out to me because I'm like, 1966, they had avocados. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't think that's a modern invention, the avocado. No, it just, it just seemed like I wasn't expecting to see it in a, in a show because again, I don't, I don't think I have a personal reference of an avocado until I'm probably like almost 20. Terry, what was your first experience with an avocado? My first oh, avocado boy. memory. Yeah. Oh, All man. Right. Let me think back. Oh, man. it's been a long time since I've thought about my first avocado. Memory. <laughs> For me, it's something I'll never forget. Uh, I was, oh man, uh, re-rail, re-rail. <laughs> I, I believe I had to be about 14. Okay. And I was at the store and I was like, what the fuck is this thing? And I just learned how to use the word fuck in an appropriate Oh, nice. Nice. Right. Yeah. And the guy at the grocery store is like, son, you've never seen an avocado before? I'm like, I have a what? And then I just started throwing them and smashing them all over the place. And I couldn't believe how easily they smashed. I was like, holy shit, yeah. these things. And then I got some of my fingers because I was like squeezing them really hard. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I licked some off. I was like, oh my God, this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like the angel's nectar. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's what I said, and that's what the guy at the the, the, the grocery store is like. I won't make you clean this up because it is the angel's nectar. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. Eddie walks into the other room, and uh, no, Terry, right. what was your first experience with an avocado? My first avocado uh, memory. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember finding this strange, like little orb-looking thing. I didn't understand what it was. I just mm-hmm. assumed it was a big grape, and so I just chomped into it. Oh, got all my teeth. Oh. The skin mm-hmm. on an avocado, definitely not edible. So yeah. I commend well, you for trying. Uh, I mean, I, it looked like a grape, but it wasn't yeah. a grape. No, I, uh, I, I, I had an avocado tree growing for a bit. I grew one out of a out of a pit. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Um, and it, but it had grown to a decent enough size that I could not bring it with when we moved from Milwaukee to um to oh. Georgia. So I'd given it to <laughs> without buying an extra plane ticket. Well, we were dri- <laughs> we were driving. Um, and so I had to give uh. I had to give it to one of my wife's friends. I don't think she has it. I think it eventually did die, but it was a pretty decent size. Did it grow like its own avocados for you? No, that like you have to have like multiples of them and it'll still take like two years before they'll start to cross pollinate uh, and do oh, the whole thing. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I don't know if there's such thing as a self-pollinating avocado tree. Yeah. And I, I've tried before. several other times and I've I have not had the success that I did with that one. Mm. Um, because I would love to be able to grow my own avocados. That'd be great. That would be, That'd great. be pretty dangerous. Yeah. An avocado tree could just like self pollinate, like an asexual. Like it could just like boom, you know, just oh. it would just overrun the earth with that mm-hmm. kind of power. Yeah. We'd have them everywhere. Anyway, Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's in the other yeah. room practicing the trap, and they're all making ugly faces. No talent. Oh, we already talked about this mm-hmm. bowl of fruit. It's probably a bowl of avocados. I didn't even notice they launched into the ceiling. Fade to Herman reading the paper and talking to Eddie, and that's where we get our opening clip. Eddie plays the trumpet, and he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's not bad for two weeks of learning the trumpet. 
grandpa hates it. Like he's, he really hates he's it. He's in the dungeon and he is struggling with the trumpet music. He's like, God yeah. damn it. Igor is flying around in circles. Igor can't handle it. Yeah, now, it's Igor, been a while since we've seen that guy. Yeah. And he's he's flying around in the circles almost. I would say it's almost like he's on a on like a stiff wire that's mm-hmm. on a simple motor that's just spinning him around. And one like, thing they can easily speed up as as the music continues to play poorly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And but it's almost like that, but I want to believe it's a real bit. Um he's flying around <laughs> no, circles. It probably is. Grandpa's trying to remember the recipe for some potion. Oh, yeah, that's right. Three strands of Leonard Bernstein's favorite sauerkraut, a glass of water from the beautiful Blue Danube. And, and then he goes, and one chop photograph of Ludwig van Beethoven. I'm like, they're going to stop at three? No. Stein of beer from the Whiffen Hong song, <laughs> Whiffen Poof song. I'm like, and Which, what? And I think he's doing the and thing because. He keeps looking back over and at uh, Igor, and Igor is like increasingly like panicky and manic about this music. It's like, you know, uh, you know, a dog if you blow a whistle too loud or whatever, it bothers dogs' ears or something. It, it seems like the same thing happening to Igor, and so Igor keeps getting louder and louder about it. I think each time that's why he keeps adding more stuff in. No, it's got to add a bucket of bilge water from the HMS Pinafore. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a musical. Uh, is it? Uh, never, uh, no, never. Uh, Hammerstein and Bernstrom. I don't know what their names are. Bernstein. Ber- Bernstein and Hammer Fluffin'. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right. Grandpa throws on some earmuffs and stirs the potion. And then he goes, fine. He yells at Igor to come sit or stay or perch or something. He's, perch, yep. perch. Come perch. Perch. Finally, Igor lands on a plate, which is not a perch, and Grandpa puts a little earmuffs on him, and then he flies away. Cut to Herman, Lily, and Eddie in the living room. Grandpa comes upstairs. Eddie's still playing the trumpet. Grandpa comes upstairs and run and goes in the room, and Lily runs after him. Grandpa, Grandpa, like she needs to get away from the trumpet. Grandpa enters the kitchen, and Marilyn is making lemonade or some shit. And he goes, what's this? And Marilyn says, a Sunday treat. And the grandpa can't hear because he's got earmuffs on. Because as we all know, earmuffs are the most soundproof thing on the face of the earth. Oh, God, yeah. And he thinks he's being ignored. When an old man asks you a question, it's polite to answer. Did he not see her mouth move as she responded? (laughs) Marilyn's like, you fucking piece of shit. And then she takes (laughs) the earmuffs out and she goes, it's lemonade and sour lemonade. And Lily made Mm. some cookies. So they go look at the sugar cookies. This kills some time. Oh, look, there's a mummy. There's what looks like a spider, but he goes, hmm, he forgets the word spider and says scorpion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's these things that I thought they were, I don't even know what they, I thought they were. I thought it was dinosaur. a horse head or something. Yeah, I thought they were horse heads too. A bird, uh, like a toucan or something like that even maybe. They're dinosaurs though. Yeah. Um, That gets a laugh somehow. Um, and grandpa says, starts eating one. He's like, it's not as good as having the real thing, but it'll do. <laughs> so he's eat, he's ate dinosaurs. He's eaten dinosaur, I guess. Yes. Apparently so. From so, like prehistoric times. He's eternal. Grandpa tells Marilyn, you bring out the cookies. I'll handle the lemonade. And then he spikes the lemonade for Eddie with his <laughs> potion. This remember, he was hit a big cauldron and a giant bucket of bilge water that got put into it. Ugh, and he's yeah. got a little bit of itty bitty vial. And he pours it into the drink. 
Um, and it reminded me because it was, it was because it's black and white though, but it almost had like this quality of being in color to it because it reminded me of I remember in the Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk uh, movie mm. when he was working mm. at the uh, South American soda bottling plant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some of his blood drips into the Ugh. Mountain Dew or whatever. It looked yeah. like that <laughs> to the point where if this, I got this off of the shelf, I would see the blood floating in it, right? And not drink yeah. it. It was like a huge amount of it. Yeah, yes. right. That's what this looked like. Yeah, and I don't. I don't like grandpa just spiking things and giving it to people. There's just something so gross about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this also made me think uh, like this seems more season one-ish yes. because of this, because this is back when he was doing more of this type of thing. He wasn't just the pills at that point. He was actually, yeah. and he was going to the book to like flip mm-hmm. through and find a recipe and stuff like that. Uh, wasn't so, this what he did to the track and field episode? Exactly he like we did, did that. Yeah. Episode? Our writer seems to have a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. That's the first thing I'll be. I'm like, oh, he's done this with the track and field before. Uh, cut to Grandpa bringing in lemonade for everyone. I got lemonade. Well, he takes us. He goes to give some. Oh no, Herman's like, I'll take that. He goes, No, ladies first. <laughs> so Lily takes the lemonade and then she puckers real hard. Oh, she lemonade. does. Wonderful. She does. I like that. That was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Grandpa goes a bit to of give a time some... killer, maybe, but it was yeah, funny. definitely a time killer. Goes to give some to Herman. Herman's like, no, 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 age before beauty. So, <laughs> Grandpa takes his glass off, and then he tries to offer it to Herman. It's on a tray, and then Herman does this: which glass do I choose? Because there's only two left. <laughs> I yeah. love one's that. <laughs> Eddie's spiked with a uh, music potion, uh, or bilge water at least. Oh. There wins for Herman. And then Grandpa gets very irritated. He's like, take yes. the one that's closest to you, Claude. <laughs> Call him a, a weird stupid reaction. Claude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a weird reaction to like two options, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, which one should I take? It's good mm-hmm. manners to take the one closest to you. I've never heard that before, but sure, Grandpa. Okay. It's polite, you stupid Claude. <laughs> it's weird that Herman that even like was like a quandary in his brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's well, I mean, and like, Grandpa did spend like like wasted extra time to be able to figure out like he's like okay here's Marilyn and Lily and the, and he's like he was about to call Eddie saying no no that'll be mine and like he he took like this very specific time to pick out which one he was going to hand out to each person mm-hmm. um yeah and then Herman almost messing the whole <laughs> thing up well he maybe you're right maybe he was like uh oh which one should i take the yellow normal colored lemonade or the weird red blood looking lemonade? <laughs> mm-hmm. that lemonade's got something floating in it i want that one no you <laughs> idiot you stupid clod take the one yeah, closest clod. to you he's so rude yeah grandpa gives him to eddie and then eddie chugs the shit out of that glass oh, of lemonade. Yeah. oh yeah yep. and then instantly says i'm gonna play the trumpet picks up the yep. trumpet and then he wails man Everyone is impressed. Herman crushes his glass of lemonade in his hand. He's so impressed. He has a great look on his face, too. That's magnificent. It's wonderful. Eddie is even surprised. Like, I know. Herman (laughs) is so excited. Now, this is where the episode, uh, I don't know. I I just hate this premise. I hate everything about everything up to this point. Uh, But then Herman Mm. goes, yeah, that's so great. I'm gonna have my boss, Mr. Gateman, come over tomorrow at eight to hear Eddie play. Why? Yeah, like it's so <sighs> weird. Yeah. 
Grandpa then mumbles, "Tomorrow, dude, how can I sh- can I whip up another batch in time?" I'm like, "Another batch? You had a fucking cauldron downstairs, right?" And like this thing only works for a limited time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how it works. And, I don't know. Yeah. And also, why why is Mister Gaiman this concerned with like Eddie's after school activities, but also like, mm. yeah, how much is he bugging Herman to find out more about how Eddie's doing that? Herman to me is like, oh, let's invite my boss over. I don't know. Yeah, I think Herman's just like obsessed with Mr. Gateman and Mr. Gateman well, like likes yeah. that power over him. So mm-hmm. that's why like he like puts up with it. Mm-hmm. But grandpa mumbles, can I do it? Hmm. What was that, grandpa? Nothing. Then Herman says, <laughs> What a night it will be. And then we get our first commercial break. <sighs> it it is grown. Do we want to talk about slaughtering dolphins or do we want to finish um, this episode? <laughs> my favorite dolphin recipe is <laughs> oh, of course it's your prime rib. It's of course it's your prime rib. It of course it is. <laughs> and I will share the recipe with you afterwards. Yeah, let's post it on Twitter too. Or it's X, basically one giant chunk of dolphin put in the oven. <laughs> oh, good. Four to okay. six hours at low temperature, I guess. I don't know. I don't cook it. Oh, yeah. Somebody else cook it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I like my dolphin with a couple of nice slices of avocado. I like my dolphin with avocado. I don't know why I said that, but we're going to come back from the commercial break and fade into Herman walking into the kitchen to check on Lily and Marilyn because Mr. Gabet's coming for dinner. He's very fussy. He even insists that the shoes be shined. Marilyn's like, would you relax, you big idiot? Herm's like, I won't relax until later when he hears Mr. Gateman say, not Munster, thank you for the delightful evening. Not Munster, thank you for having me over dinner. Not Munster, you're a great employee. But Munster, your son is a musical genius, and I'm going to use my influence to arrange his first concert. Does he have that kind of influence? He just works at a funeral home. Like, Yes. <laughs> what is the kind of influence does this man have? I don't know. You think his first concert's gonna be like at the funeral you know like they yeah. play music and <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> he's just playing the uh wind beneath my wings yeah <laughs> i believe i can fly and he will i just say right now when i go i want that th- one lone trumpet player to just play the whole time that's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my catholic yeah. hymn there on the trumpet uh, Lily is cooking some shit and she pulls something out of the oven to inject it with s- some giant syringe. Who knows? Hyena leg? Well, that's what we're getting to. Herman, that's what's on the menu. Saying. Iguana soup, salamander salad with centipede dressing, and Ugh. rolled hyena foot roast. Centipede dressing. I don't like that. Nope. I don't know what that entails, but mm. crushed centipedes, I assume. Juiced. They yeah. got juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys squeeze a bunch of centipedes, get all the goo out. <laughs> I'm going to get, oh, it reminds me of some weird chopped. Open up your baskets. You will find an iguana, <laughs> salamander, a centipedes, and a hyena foot. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, You've got 30 yeah, minutes. Oh, I know exactly what I'm making. I know exactly. What I'm I, I think the real whammy in this one is the centipedes. What do you do with that? Well, obviously. Is he, some... is he making a dressing out? Is he yeah, he's making is a he vinaigrette out of those centipedes. <laughs> I like the vinaigrette. You need the, a great the idea. acid to cut through the fatty hyena foot. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of well, chopped. Yeah. 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 That's how you soften it up when you put it in the oven. You know, you want to mm. get that nice, like, soft texture. <sighs> that rolled hyena foot looks terrible. It doesn't look like a foot at all. Thank goodness. <laughs> what? But... 
was it in i thought it was like in some kind of like a metal casing or something like that because like she even like sticks the syringe into like a hole type thing i was oh, like well, i don't I what don't is she know. doing to I cook this thing it could have been anything i mean i've look i've had experience with avocado but i've never had a hyena experience before so well, yeah well, yeah what's everybody's favorite <laughs> what's your first experience with a hyena <laughs> on the the plains of africa <laughs> surrounded I had they a friend set me up on a blind date. Wait, you know what? It was a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> it she go was well? nice. Oh, got along okay. pretty well. Laughed at all your jokes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, oh. well, that's why I went on a second date. That and Bob Eubank <laughs> said he'd pay for it. Anywho, hyena foot. Delicious. Herman's like, goody, that's what Mr. Gateman likes. Nothing fancy, just plain old home cooking. And at this point, I'm like, is Mr. Gateman going to know what he's eating? Let's right. Like, let's see, nobody's mm-hmm. in for is this gonna be a thing where Herman assumes he like he's a normal man and that's what everybody eats? Or mm. yes. <laughs> I eat a foot. So Herman's standing there looking pleased as he watches Lady Cook over her shoulder, and Iguana pokes his head oh out my of the God. soup pot. <laughs> Lily scolds it and says, Get back in there, you're not done yet, and slams the pot <laughs> with a spoon. Boiling an iguana alive? Yes. You'd think that iguana would be screaming or something. Mm -hmm. Hopping out faster. It's like a frog. Put them in the pot. Yeah. Slowly warm it up. They'll never know. So the iguana Mm -hmm. pops his head back out. Lily slaps spoon again. Fade two. Grandpa flustered in the dungeon. Then he finds a potion in his book. It's like, ah, here we go. Potions for the fine arts such as painting, sculpture, music, and bowling. They must uh, be frequently repeated to remain hmm. effective. Caution, uh, blah, blah. You always use the same formula, formula otherwise disaster. Why? Mm. So it can just be random things, and then you just have to stick with it after that? That's basically what you have to Guess do. Yes, so. Uh, so my wife actually chuckled at that line. The disaster uh, one? Uh, no, the, the bowling? Uh, bowling being a, one of a fine arts. And she mm. laughed, and I I looked back at her. I'm like, "You just laughed at this." Because normally she's like, "What do you want? Why? Are, why are... You make me sick." Yeah, <laughs> just get up and walk out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you actually laughed at this episode, and because normally she's watched like the last three or four with me, and every time she's like, "This is so stupid." Well, she's not. Um, and and yeah, so and, but then she's like, "Well, it's because it bowling and and fine art because I knew you would find it fine." I'm like, "No, you laughed at it more than I did." So. I mean, mm, you guys. I, did write, I I wrote it down. It's in my notes, so it must be a pretty good line. Mm-hmm. So what Keith's saying is he laughed so hard he peed his pants. Herman comes down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, sounds like what he hey. said with the big Hold grin up. on his face. Let's just edit out the rest of that part, and you can just keep <laughs> peeing his pants. <laughs> Hi, Grandpa. What's cooking? Grandpa tells Herman to go upstairs and show some respect for his guest and change your socks. I guess he stinks. Mm-hmm. Good, then go practice your groveling. Grandpa does not want Herman anywhere nearby. Herman tries to say hello to Igor, who is still flying in the same circle uh, as the other day, as weeks ago, right? Or was it weeks or days? I don't know. Um, He's still got his earmuffs on. Herman's like, Igor is snubbing me. Well, he can't hear you. He's wearing earmuffs. Well, why is he wearing earmuffs? Fuck if I know. Why am I supposed to tell a bat how to dress? Herman stomps off. Even though that's exactly what he did. Yes. Grandpa resumes reading his book. Grandpa can't remember the formula. Was it Beethoven's sauerkraut and Bernstein's photograph? Or was it their way around? Oh, no. That's what I wrote down. Oh, no. Because this is going to spell 
the disaster that was warned at the beginning of the scene. Fade to dinner with Gateman. He's there. He's eating. <laughs> he's eating something and telling a joke. And he's mm-hmm. at the punchline. And the first man said, the dog can't talk. The mouse is a ventriloquist. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a good joke. But Marilyn yeah. and Lily, they politely laugh. <clears throat> Marilyn mom. does not like amuse, though. She's no, like, she mm. hates it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like mice can't be ventral because you fucking idiot. Yeah. Herman laughs loud and stupidly. Yeah, Herman really gets in on it. Yeah, yes. like like Keith was at the bowling joke. Yes. Herman pees wow. himself just like Keith did. <laughs> and Gateman says, That'll do. Don't overdo it. <laughs> Herman tells Gateman he has the best sense of humor in the United States. I well, Yeah, that would that line got I was like, What? Wait a minute. Keith squirted again. Lily hey, offers, <laughs> offers some more pie. Mr. Gateman, would you like some more pie? And Gateman goes, Mrs. M, being as I am in a gay party mood, I'd love some. Mrs. M. Yeah. yeah. He's really it, now his hair you guys remember a previous episode where Lily and Gateman were talking on the phone. It felt like there was like a connection. There. Yes. Weird, like, mm-hmm. The Mrs. M thing, I was like, that seems weird. I don't know. Maybe it's normal, but I was like, <laughs> So maybe there's, there's some there. um sexual innuendo here would you like some more pie of course yeah oh, well yeah. mrs m. Uh, you know mm. i love your pie mrs m mm-hmm. lily is a Very good cook yes and fit for a king and mr gateman is a good eater they say at the parlor that mr gateman can really put him away <laughs> Remember, very hard at his joke. But Mr. Gates' sense of humor does not extend to jokes at his expense. <laughs> <laughs> Herman stops laughing. Mr. Gateman gets some pie, and Herman offers to cut it for him. And it is at this moment I paused and I said, Well, I'm going to walk away right now because I cannot watch anymore. And I came back, okay, but it was at this good. moment. I was like, I can't handle this this version of Herman. I hate it. It's groveling. Yeah, yeah this groveling. Trying to impress Mr. Gateman. Now it is noted that her that Gateman does enjoy the meal. I don't. Yeah, like I don't, I'm wondering if you're right. Like, could he tell what he was eating, or if he's like he, at, he's one of the weird people who's into like the the monastery style of life, you know? He said he he tells him no, he doesn't even cut it, and says you know just yes. like you hacked up my iguana or something like yeah. that. Yeah. No, and mm. stop begging just because you carved my iguana. So, so he, he knew know. he ate iguana soup. Yeah. So he's into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gateman addresses Grandpa as Count Dracula. Grandpa's trying. Grandpa's remembering his formula. He's like, oh, so, so. he's like, now Count Dracula, you've been awfully quiet over there. And Grandpa calls Gateman a young man, which mm-hmm. surprised him. But don't you love it when someone turns to you and goes, "Hey, you're being awfully quiet," and then you're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. you." <laughs> I ate dinosaur before. Um, where's Edward? He hasn't been at the table apparently. I don't know. Oh, he's in the living room getting ready to play for us. Oh, Lily goes, to play for us. It was a weird delivery. Made me chuckle. Mr. G thinks that they sh- they sh- shouldn't leave him in there since Spence any longer. And we need to go hear him play now. Everyone gets up and Herman tries to pick up Mr. Gateman in his chair, I guess, to carry him into the other room. Mm-hmm. Herman lifts up the chair. Grandpa goes, hey, everyone, look at that pattern on the ceiling. Everyone looks up, even the camera. Because we see the little crack in the ceiling, and Grandpa pours some potion into Eddie's milk, which he didn't need a distraction. He could just wait till they all left, and then true. Yep. Yeah, I was hoping it'd be like the upside down cross, like in the intro or something. It was be a what? Like the upside down cross in the intro, the the banger in, in the banger. Yeah. Oh, I was it, that would be the yeah. shadow. Yeah, because he says so. It's like he's like, "Ooh, look how the light's hitting that." 
The yeah, interesting yeah. pattern. Yeah, yeah. The interesting like, oh, pattern. It's, it's a six, a bloody six, six, yeah. six on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Pentagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. <clears throat> yeah, but that would have been awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, everyone gets up. Uh, Grandpa grabs the milk uh, and runs off to give it to Eddie. Cut two. Everyone walking into the living room. Grandpa makes Eddie chug a glass of milk, which he does, which is always nothing is better oh. for like singing or mm-hmm. like ex- expelling a bunch of air from your mouth and throat than coating it with milk. Mm-hmm. First. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah, I was going to mention this earlier, but like drinking lemonade right before you play an <laughs> instrument, nice sugary drink. That's mm-hmm. that's definitely not going to be a problem or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, these are all great choices to do right before you play your trumpet. Right before you blow a new instrument. So mm-hmm. Eddie drinks this thick, viscous fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, probably with a little bit of a red tint to it. Yes, probably. It's like, oh, what's in this milk? Don't you worry, just drink it. Everyone sits down. Mr. Gateman sits in this big chair. Herman gets down on all fours and pulls over an ottoman for Mr. Gateman. Herman lifts up his boss's feet and puts them on the stool, offers to take off his shoesies. Mr. G says, no, but I would like, God, I hate this so much. No, but I would like your assurance that the music will be confined to classical or wow. semi-classical because he can't stand the new music like Black Bottom and the Lambeth Walk. We... This kid has played for like, what, two weeks? Like, two I don't weeks. think he could be that picky. Like, he's probably going to play like his scales. Yeah. Like... Yes. <laughs> I hate this so much. Yeah, this is dumb. And it happens, and that's when we get the following clip. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce my son, the genius, <laughs> Master Edward Wolfgang Munster, who will now play a selection from the ever-popular Carnival in Venice. for you uh i'm insulted no you're fired so dumb so throughout that eddie is wailing on the horn yeah and everyone's making terrible faces like what's the problem he's doing a good job yes (laughs) yeah now i could see where mr gateman would be unpleased because the trumpet is right in his face yeah it's probably loud it probably is loud it's probably very loud but as far as like the musicianship and the playing of the trumpet is professional grade, right? Yeah, it's good. It sounded great. Mm-hmm. For a kid playing that? Like, yes. I don't care if you're like, I don't really like jazz. I'm more of a classical guy. That's fine. But like to be just disgusted at this child for playing this. So disgusted to fire the, the dad. <laughs> yeah. When when the whole reason he's doing this is because Mr. Gateman suggested that, apparently strongly suggested, that and he do this, and so they're like, "All right, we brought him over. So no matter what the kid plays, even if it's not your favorite music, you still should be like, "All right, that's pretty good." And, and turning around, I, I really, there are parts of this episode that I do like a lot, and then other parts are kind of like, "Yeah." And I was just like, "Wait a minute, he fired him over this? Like, what the hell is that about? Like, mm-hmm. it seems so extreme and over the top." Mm-hmm. It does that. Mister Gateman storms off. Herman questions, scolds Eddie. 
why did he play that jazz instead of the ever popular carnival song? I don't even know what it's called anymore. Carnival of Venice, I think. Yeah. yeah. So the Carnival of Dentists was not played. <laughs> Eddie snaps his fingers and says, Beats me, Daddy O, like something just like something just came over me, man. Like, I don't know what, Scoob. And Herman's like, yeah. What? And then we left to right wipe to the breakfast table. Herman looking angry as fuck at grandpa. Grandpa's like, yeah, it's a mistake anyone can make. No, only you can make this one, Grandpa. Oh, sure. Herman. Pick on an old grandpa. Where were you after my first potion? Like we didn't know there was a potion. We wouldn't make we wouldn't have let you give it to him. Even though we've let you give everyone else potions for everything else in the past to make them good at stuff. I guarantee that they would have let him give take the yes. potion. I guarantee it. This and, is the one where they and also them. I mean also though they could have been like, Well, oh, it was a potion. All right, we're not inviting Gateman over then. Because obviously Eddie can't play that well on his own. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, as opposed to like, you know, getting another mixed up, messed up potion that has him playing something else completely different mm-hmm. yeah also yeah again this is what he does like he's a mad scientist guy yeah you live in the monster's house one day your son is you know pretty good at trumpet for his age you know but he's not great out of tune then the next day he's like a master classical player uh potion was involved i Something guarantee it a pill a grandpa was involved yeah, i guarantee pill. it like red grandpa flag turned red flag. into eddie Grandpa no. stole the soul out of a musician and put it yeah. in Eddie. Something, mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. The trumpet's haunted. We don't know. Yeah, cursed it's, trumpet. It's yeah. not natural. I mean, they yeah. seem almost more mad at this than when he turned into the lady and him and Herman hooked up. I mean, they seem almost more no upset about this. No one was mad this. at that. They were all yeah. fine with it. They're yeah, cool with that. that's what I'm saying. But now they're mad about this even yeah. more. Well, this is deceptive. There, one's just kinky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Eddie, so Lily's like, you know what Eddie said when I went to talk to him about being late for school? He said, Mommy, yo, education is Squaresville. And made so <laughs> I hate on. it. Herman is fed up and is going to give Eddie some words of his own. Herman storms off. Grandpa assures Lily, it's like, oh, my mathematical calculations are correct. The bad side effects of this potion should wear off shortly. Well, what do you mean by shortly? Anywhere between the next two minutes and six months. Womp womp, and then Grandpa does this like, oh my! Look into the camera, like he's a naughty little boy, scampish sort of thing. Hated it. Fade to Eddie in his room, sitting on a cage, playing the trumpet. Herman knocks on the door. Cool it, baby. Cool it. I'm en route to your admittance. Ugh. Herman wants to chat. Come on in. That'd be like totally cool. Don't give a shit. He plops down and starts asking Eddie about going to school. Eddie's like, you know, I don't want to, shouldn't be a high school drop by. I say drop out in grammar school. Ho, ho, ho. Herman thinks that's a new idea, but ask him what he plans to do instead. Well, I'm going to, me and my horn are going to jet to Vegas for a lounge act. Herman's like, the, did you have a 16 to get a work permit? And he's like, gee, Pop, I don't know. And then Herm's like, oh, uh-huh. you used to call me Pop and you spoke English. Oh, I don't know. It came over me. Like, just loan me the money, the bread, Daddy-O, and I'll pay you back as soon as I can be, as soon as I can, Honest Pop. Honest Pop. Herman's like, oh, there it is. I'm so pumped. My son is coming back to normal. The potion's wearing off. Now play the trumpet. And he starts playing the trumpet, and it's okay. And then it goes mm-hmm. flat, and Herman's like, "Uh, you can stop now. You're my own little boy again. Ha, 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 ha. Final commercial break, mercifully. Now, remember, 
for a commercial break. Did you guys have anything to say about that conversation? I mean, I didn't mind it. I, I do like the little father and son chit chats and I appreciated Herman like trying to go along with the mm-hmm. smooth jazz talking mm-hmm. like type yeah. thing. I kind of like that. Yeah. Too, that he, like, I mean, was yeah. able to like speak to Eddie on that level. <laughs> and Eddie yeah. seemed okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. He goes in, he sits down on the ground with him. He's checking out the trumpet. Like maybe he'll play a little bit with him or something like that. And he's just like, you know, Except the fact of like the you know you know obviously everyone knows the daddy o thing with the mommy o and sonny o is mm-hmm. a little a little cheesy but for the Studio most part I, I, yeah yeah I didn't mind I didn't mind the scene that much I, there's that weird werewolf head thing sitting on uh, and mm-hmm. he's like desktop again or whatever it is but uh, you know not horrible but yeah you ran through it pretty good though. <laughs> I realized that I just steamrolled through it and I'm just like I just want to get no. done. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. And this is shocking to me because I, to, in my mind, I did not like. Uh, I did not realize that this was the final commercial break. The, the way this episode ends feels very strange compared to most Monsters episodes. I mm-hmm. Now remember, we've come back from the final commercial break, where the funniest thing on the face of the earth that has ever happened up to this moment in 1966 will happen, and then we'll get credits. Yes. Knock on the door. Herman answers it. It's Mr. Gateman in a top hat and a, like a, a coat and a scarf and a walking stick. Like he's just going to the opera or playing Monopoly or something. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> playing Monopoly, probably. Yeah. The, play, the player's ball. Mm-hmm. He's at the, he's at the player's ball, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's back to give Herman his job. Oh, you discovered the parlor can't run without me. No, it runs better without you, but I fired you unjustly. <laughs> Well, that's good that he realized it was really yeah. ridiculous what he had done, and I yes. mean, it still doesn't make it. I would, I'd be pretty mad about that, and maybe not come back. But <laughs> that's it's still, at, yeah, pretty bad. It's at this moment Herman drops to his knees to express his gratitude. Mister G just tosses all of his shit onto Herman and walks off. Now there is a moment of laugh track after this, right? He's throwing a scarf on Herman and stuff. He walks away, and there's a particular laugh in this laugh track. That is going off. It is cackling. <laughs> I don't. I had never heard it before. It's like <laughs> this guy is laughing bonkers. And I was like, "Holy shit, man! He loves it." I didn't notice that. Oh, we God. go. We go back and check the uh, extra archive footage and other camera angles. It's Derek from when he went back. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> you know how it's hard to laugh at the same thing twice. That's yeah. what happened here. I just, mm-hmm. Oh, you watched it back then, and now yeah. you watched it. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to happen. So that's why so you hated far. it so much this time. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. Mr. G comes in, and the whole family's just standing there for whatever reason. They're always standing like in perfect alignment for the camera. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Oh, G yeah. walks in. He's like, "I need to offer you all an apology, especially young Edward." Um, he goes for a quick kiss on uh, on Lily's hand. Very, oh yeah, um... and then he puts her hand down his pants or something. I don't know. <laughs> Was not paying attention. Mr. G wants to give Eddie another chance to play the trumpet. And everyone's like, ah, that's a bad idea. But then uh, the grandpa's like, no, wait a minute. This is Herman's boss. Hermie boy, this is up to you. Mr. G's your boss. And Herman thinks about it. And he goes, hmm, in light of the way that Mr. Gateman has always treated me for all these years, that if he wants to hear Eddie play for him, why not? And Mr. Gateman says, damn tootin'. Eddie asks if he should play a carnival of dentists. And then Grandpa says, yes, let him have it. 
and he plays and he plays poorly and he's like a foot away from Mr. Gateman's face right up in his grill (laughs) right up in his grill like the air coming out of the end of the trumpet and the spit can probably blow his hair back yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Eddie plays position What's that? The acoustic, the acoustics for that, yeah, not a great. Oh no, you're in a bad spot to listen to any instrument that close. So he's only been playing it for a few weeks, but he's good enough at that. But everybody thinks he's terrible. The monsters all sneak out of the room and leave Gateman alone with Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's still playing. They zoom in on Mister G's sour face. Credits. Wow, what a way to end it. This felt like. It's so weird. Like, this, do you guys agree that it feels like the ending was just like it was so different from every single other Mustard episode? Like, it, it didn't feel like a, a button at the end. It felt like just they didn't, they had to like squeeze in the last bit of the episode to, I don't know, because they didn't have enough time apparently to do it all. I mean, I thought it was weird because it seemed like an appropriate kind of like end joke. Like, they all just walk <laughs> they, when they all like, they all are quickly like, you know, just walking away and leaving him there. I was like, oh, that's actually not bad yeah that's true maybe that's why i was confused it's like well we're, the, see this this point felt like where they would cut to commercial break and then have the final joke after this is what mm-hmm. it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if it was appropriate or not i, I didn't yeah whatever yeah we made it all the way through uh mm-hmm. season two episode 24 the the bears last episode um but not ezra pounds last episode he's still got 14 more no. to go Musician, what'd you guys think? I think there's some like decent parts in this. Herman's like groveling like to Gateman kind of negates the fact that I actually liked the I liked Gateman, especially like at the dinner table. Like I actually really enjoyed that when he's you know his back and forth with um uh, you know catching everything from the end of the joke to uh you know all the rest of the conversation. I actually enjoyed him in this episode. Mm-hmm. It was just weird of like Herman wanting to like you know cut his food for him and carry him around and put his feet up, take his shoesies off. But yeah, there's just so much other stuff that just is like, eh. I think it's better than a seven point one, but like not much. Yeah, I wasn't too big into this one. Uh, I I kind of agree. I like the the Gateman and Herman dynamic at first, but it goes on. I feel like for a little too long with him like groveling with it, over him the whole time, like. I feel like almost like the episode should have been Herman doing that at first, but kind of starting to realize that Gateman doesn't respect him or something. And like it kind of shifting some somewhere in there. And he realizes he doesn't need to act this way because Gateman mm. doesn't really care about it. Or maybe Gateman's like enjoying the, the torment of Herman trying to always yeah. please him or something. I don't know. But the, the Eddie angle was weird because I felt like Eddie was fine. It just felt also contrived to me, I guess it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, I, yeah, I would say this is one of the the lower tier monster episodes for me. It didn't, I didn't enjoy a lot of it. I I I don't know if I enjoyed any of it to be honest. I the Gateman stuff was fine, I guess. I hate Herman's personality change in lieu of Mister Gate. Like this isn't the first time they dealt with Mister Gateman, right? Yeah. Uh, the thing I really well, there's so much I really dislike. There's so number one thing I disliked was. New skill, need to be good. Here's a potion, reluctant use of potion, backfires, blah blah. We haven't like we haven't seen this a thousand times, right? Yeah. Hate that. Mm-hmm. Two, I hate their like uh 
like, oh, why aren't you an expert at playing the trumpet after four hours of having one in your position? That drives me nuts. But then three, I, I get I, if watching old sitcom reruns as a kid led me to believe that all bosses came home to someone's house for dinner to in so the person could impress them to get a raise. Like this yes. was such a stupid. I don't. There's no way this was that commonplace in the '60s. No. There's just no way. Yeah, I, I don't understand that either. That seems like a, maybe that was like a cultural thing back then, but nowadays I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs> I mean, it probably happens in like small doses, you know? Like No way. And it's always like, oh, the wife's got to make a dinner to impress the boss because if they don't, then I'm going to lose my job and blah, blah, blah. It's so stupid. Yeah, I hate it. like you lose your job for something like that. Like that seems pretty crazy. But yeah. Don't fucking invite them over. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> never do that. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Hated this episode. This this is to me is bottom rung monsters. Seven point yeah. one is being generous. Well, we know what we thought. Yeah. What did the internet say? We got two people that have offered opinions mm-hmm. in July twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Oh god, I'm zooming in. Kevin Oldchick, O L Z A Z C K or Z S K, had this to say titled second and final appearance for Mr. for John Carradine as Mr. Gateman. Yep. The musician brings back venerable John Carradine as Mr. Gateman, previously seen mm-hmm. in Herman's Race. Herman's boss at the mortuary insists that he ensure his son Eddie take up a musical instrument. Poor Eddie requests a triangle. Okay, recap, recap, recap. Grandpa decides to recap. Um, <laughs> classical music buff Mr. G is in for quite surprise. Recap, recap, beats me daddy Recap, recap, recap. Carradine gets movie screen time for his last appearance. Oh, more up. screen time. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Carradine okay. gets more screen time for his last appearance, offering up more deadpan humor from firing Herman yet again. The parlor does not, does run better without him. Whew, I can't read tonight. And once Grandpa's potion finally wears off, Mr. Gateman must ensure a last ear-splitting piece from a real blowhard. Hmm. Two out of two found it helpful. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Wow. Yes. Then okay. August 11th, 2007, CC the movie man. <gasps> yes! This to say. <laughs> yes! All right. This, this episode's great again. I love this is topic. one like cool gig, Daddy O. That's oh the title. He liked the episode, he didn't. He? These he episodes, it. when one of Grandpa's potion goes haywire, are usually funny, and this is no exception. In this mm. one, we see Eddie turn into a jive talking jazz musician. Yeah. Uh, recap Al Lewis always was extremely liberal. Mm, what's that? Okay. Mean? Why did he bring that? Up? It all starts when Herman and Grandpa have a loud argument. Herman wants Eddie to learn how to lay it or play an instrument, and Grandpa says a child should never be forced to do anything. Okay, and that's what he says. Al Lewis was that's why he's extremely liberal. liberal. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Eddie's playing is so awful that, Grand- that really? Grandpa can't take it and cooks with oh, potion. Yeah. Um, ba- 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 ba, a glass of water from the beautiful blue Danube, a dash from the this and dash of that, and voila. The second half of the show deals with Herman inviting Mr. Gatewood, in quotes, CC what? the movie, uh, movie man, oh. hyphen one, does not know what he's talking about, to come over to hear Eddie play. 
This is all good stuff, classic Munster's humor, Eddie's dialogue with the groovy daddy-o and other hip expressions was very funny. It didn't hurt mm. to have Carradine in the episode as the dour and expression-filled funeral parlor boss. Mm. 12 out of 12 found this helpful. Whoa. 9 out of 10. 12 out of that, 12? That might be the most that? the most uh, people that found it helpful <laughs> ever. Well, it's because it's been on the internet since 2007. So mm-hmm. there's been 16 years of people finding it helpful. 16 years, 12 people. <laughs> and he gave it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Pretty high. I knew with that title, he loved it. I yeah. could tell. He's back. CC Glad I'm back. High Glad I'm back. Mm-hmm. Yep. There it is. Yeah. I'm glad he's uh, back. I mean, it made the this episode more bearable for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least we got that. I knew you guys would be excited when I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to flip their lids. <laughs> and they did. I basically did. Yeah. Yeah. I, did. Uh, I wonder what the deal is. Why didn't he just review every episode? Is he really just like watching them randomly? Like, out of I don't know. Or something? It seems strange. Maybe he he references something past better episodes. to do with his life for a while. I don't know. Maybe well, yeah, why didn't he binge these week after week? Huh? What what's his problem? Maybe in 2007 he's like watching them on like local channel 24 mm. my TV or something like that. And yeah. Just... And then he went to a coma and he missed a few and then missed a few back. and then August 11th he came oh, yeah, out. Yeah, he's of the been coma. gone for a year because he was in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> and the first thing he did was was, was watch the monsters. No, they like, Wait. the monsters played the whole time he was in the coma. And so he woke up was like <laughs> Yep. He I remember it all. About the yeah. He was Herman Munster in his coma. <laughs> oh, it was God. the most magical thing. Oh, I would love that. Oh. Grotesque monster <laughs> and my loving family. Yeah, they love me so much, even though, yeah, they sometimes they hate me and call me fat, but you know what? That's okay. Would it be better if he just had monsters during the coma or if when he woke up from the coma the first thing he requested was the monsters <laughs> i would love that yeah. are the monsters still on tv yeah. no but here we've uh, got the dvds for you yep i would love that yeah he like wakes up in a panic and just like hitting like the <laughs> the nurse like assist button like slamming it like <laughs> oh my gosh Gather the doctors. CC the movie oh. man hyphen one is awake. Back. <laughs> yeah, oh. someone get a. They're like running down with the like the cart, and they have the monsters DVD sound. They're no, what, down the hall. What I like is he watched this episode, fell into a coma. When he woke up, his first thing was like, "Give me a computer. I got." <laughs> yes. I I have thought. Well, maybe he went to a coma before IMDb was a thing. He woke up. He's like, I have thoughts of the monsters. And he starts talking to nurses. And the nurses are like, wait a minute. Let's get you in front of a keyboard, right? So, uh, uh, oh, yeah. He went to a coma like in the 1960s when mm-hmm. it was originally airing. And he finally oh, pl- woke up. Please, please write this down for Type it down. Write it down for us. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, we have to see in our patient, but we want to hear what you have to say. And mm-hmm. they just walk away and like, man, that dude's a loon. Mm-hmm. Let's see, see the movie Hyphen Man 1. Yeah. One, still, still good, still good to have him back though. CC Movie Man Hyphen One, yes, welcome back, CC the Movie Man Hyphen One. I'm sure you're hearing this right now, mm-hmm. and from beyond Just the grave, we love you. All right, yeah, I hope you're not dead. Oh, he but, is. You know. He's more likely dead. We got a couple episodes left. You want to guess? <laughs> Holler at your boys. Come on now. We did it. Yeah. There are six full episodes left of this show. Ooh. Is that right? That seems more manageable than it has been in the seems past. Seems more manageable. Oh, there's 32 episodes this season. Shit. I thought there were 30. 
damn it, there's eight episodes left. Oh, God. No, no. Oh, this I is just it. got stabbed yeah. in the back. Yeah. Oh, I was this so is, excited. This is, the same, this is like the same thing that happened last fall. We kept thinking like we're almost done. And it just oh. kept going. And Last week, but, there were only six episodes. Derek, what did you do in the past? What did you yeah, step on? It's like some sort of... Temporal anomalies keeps creating these episodes. They keep going and going. There were only six left. I told you not to go near the craft services table this time. There's eight mm-hmm. left in the six by Ezra Pound. God wow. Bless it. That's earth shattering. Okay. Oh, well, take a breath. What, <laughs> what in this episode will get us to number 25 on the season? Uh, one more closer to 32 to end it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one not directed by Ezra Stone. That's true. We got the thrill of somebody new. Yeah, the 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 mystery of which out of the because I haven't looked ahead, so which of the out of the six are aren't there? So I don't know. I'm hoping the next one isn't. It the next one isn't. Next one is a non Ezra oh, uh, Miller episode. It's not a stone joint. <laughs> it is not a stone joint. Oh. Well, there you go. Keith, Keith, Keith gets his wish. What about you, Terry? Hmm. Yeah, make I a wish, Terry. Make a wish. I wish that somehow the last seven or so episodes get like Eight. lost. Well, I'll, I'd like to do at least one more. But <laughs> I think if maybe seven of them, maybe my disc gets scratched somehow. Oh, no. And I can't, I can't plug the DVD back in. And it's like... I'm gonna have to start winging it, you know. I'll just agree no. with you guys and laugh. And you know what? Well, then that brings up what I hope will happen, and I'll keep you going. Is when I say crisscross applesauce, I'm I can uh, choose the watch party option, <laughs> and we can all watch it together. Uh, my brain's gonna just get transported. Just <laughs> be eating dinner, and also, yeah. <laughs> your body will still be eating dinner. Oh, Your spirit will be in 1966 watching <laughs> uh, the monsters happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll be part of the yeah the canned audience laughing it up. <laughs> Man, that one guy was just going nuts. That'll be like the like horrifying twist. So we'll go yeah we'll go back and like you said it'll be one of us three that was just laughing that mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. Like, the madness ensued like they just <laughs> yep yeah madness madness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not so bad. I think eight's manageable. I hope my I take it back. I don't want my DVD to get scratched. No okay. extra item. Good. Yeah, it's only like four hours of watching yeah. and seventy it's hours. A, put it like that. It seems until bad. next week when Derek does the math and it's up to ten episodes left. <laughs> it's like, wait yeah. a minute. I could have swore there were only eight episodes left, but now we got sixteen. Wait, What's going on? There's there's seventy episodes of season two. <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> They're all directed yeah. by Ezra Stone. The Munsters, The Lost Years. Yeah, there's like a bunch. <laughs> yeah. They get released on like someone's like, I found season three of the Munsters in the in the vaults. You just go through the some... titles like Herman Finds a Nickel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie yeah. gets an A. Herman finds a nickel. Grandpa makes a potion. Marilyn buys new shoes. I'm just like, oh God, they suck. All right, yeah. there it is. Anything to plug? Uh, yeah, if I could. What? Um, <laughs> it's probably been like it's probably been like two weeks now since it actually came out, but I recently got the guest on the '80s Years 
Hmm. Um, I've done some episodes with them before for the eighteen, but over the summer they watched a handful of very bad uh, oh. movies from the eighties, and I oh. watched Hot Fuzz because I remember oh. it from my childhood. You're right. And no, uh, a Super Fuzz. I'm sorry, not Hot Fuzz. Oh. Super Fuzz. No, Hot Fuzz yeah. is good. Hot Fuzz is yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're... Super Super Fuzz, and it was um, absolutely terrible, but we had a a blast. Uh, recording the episode and talking about it. It was it was very fun. Um, it's probably nice. been the episode probably has been out for like two weeks now. So uh, go find that. Yeah, do it. That, that sounds fun. Yeah, is it better or worse than this episode of the Munsters? Mm. Super Fuzz versus the music. Oh, so you know what? Actually, I I like Super Fuzz more than this episode. Yes, but it, it's okay, it's well. a horrendous movie. But <laughs> I, I really <laughs> <laughs> he just got that saying like. He thought this episode yeah. was okay. And yeah, then he said, this movie was no. yeah. terrible, but better than this episode. Yeah, it's just, I, I remembered seeing it a lot when I was a kid, and that's probably the last time I did see it. And then just watching it again, it was just a little mind-blowing. So, yeah. Yeah. What a super fuzz rank on the Munster scale? Between 7.1 and 8.1. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere, yeah, someplace in between, yeah. 7.2. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, better than this on, episode, on, but not on the months on the monster scale, yeah. Sure. Hmm. All okay. right. Let her have it. There yeah. you have it. Mm-hmm. Terry, do you got anything that you got to one of them? Got anything to plug? Um, <laughs> you read my my novel Sorry, that was... I've been writing. Um... Oh, Terry is going to one up them. You wrote a novel. What's the novel called? I hate us. My journey with the monsters. My um, journey. Oh my gosh. I've been I've been journaling my chronicles throughout the whole. Uh, these years of watching Mustards every week, um, my trials, my tribulations. It's really interesting. So Sundays with Grandpa. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, my memories of Al Lewis. Yeah. Is, uh, I'm not knowing in person. Oh, my, only my, th- my Thursdays, my Thursdays with Grandpa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'm sure that'll come out someday um, once I you know publish it and find people who want to sell it and yeah, all right. Um, yeah, you know. Me, I cured cancer. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, that's, that's nice. And what we should do is we should probably end this episode the way we end every episode. What the? F- <laughs> okay. With us tonight, he's a very talented uh, young man. He's written songs like uh, "We've Only Just Begun," an old-fashioned love song, and. Uh, He's a little strange at times, but but very talented, and he will be guesting on the Midnight Special, which I guess follows our show tonight on NBC, does it not? So would you welcome, please, Paul Williams. Maybe I should have saved those leftover dreams Funny, but here's that rainy day. Here's that rainy day they told me about. And I laughed at the thought that it might turn out this way. The Muster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? 
both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullick. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.